watching live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If he feels that way, I certainly wouldn't want that to be my teammate mm. in taking it and looking at it as it's reckless to me. That type of conversation is just reckless. Like, man, you want to you be careful. You want to be careful. Think about the people around you. That's the important part. The people around you, the coaches, the, the players, their families. Take it serious. Don't take it and, and think that this is a joke because it's not. That is Keyshawn Johnson from the morning show. Keyshawn Zubin J on ESPN 690 on ESPN across the country. 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Weekdays. And that's about Kirk Cousins. And did you see this with Kirk Cousins? It was in a podcast form, I believe, right? Um, now, why am I forgetting where that podcast was? Was it Was it with uh, – who was the podcast with? Oh, it was um, from Good Morning Football. Oh, okay. Kyle Brandt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. who it was. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, I saw Colin Cowherd respond or, or say something to it, and I was thinking, was it with on that show? But no, no, it was with Kyle Brandt from uh, Good Morning Football. And Cousins basically dismissed the coronavirus, right? Yeah. It was basically like, eh, uh, I'll take my chances. Yeah. And sure seems like for a league that is really going through a lot of hoops to try to make a season work. It was irresponsible from a conversation standpoint. You know, how you feel and how you feel, but sometimes is how you feel, but sometimes you sometimes it's better just to keep it to yourself. Yeah. If that's the way you feel about it. Yeah. Whether it's wearing a mask listen, there's there's a big debate across the country, across the world about wearing a mask and are we getting carried away and is this real well, yes, people that have lost loved ones would some people question the numbers, but there's no doubt people have lost loved ones. People have dealt with this in different ways. The significance of the coronavirus, COVID-19, has impacted people in a variety of ways, economically, job loss, and their health. Uh, what has impacted me, which is hardly nothing, quite frankly, uh, is not fair to compare to somebody else who has impacted a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you really have to be sensitive to that from your belief standpoint and uh, this I would chalk up to kind of a very dumb comment yeah. uh, from Kirk Cousins. Uh, is is that how would you classify it? No, I mean it's it's irresponsible. Um, I don't think it reflects great leadership. You know, I mean basically he said that he doesn't believe in wearing a mask, and if I die, I die. I mean that's kind of the, the summary of it. Yeah, right? if I die, I die. I mean, come on, man. Well, no, I'm not going to talk about loosely. I had that same philosophy when I go snowboarding. I don't wear a helmet, but the, I'm not also leading a team like Kirk Cousins is. I've called you dumb before too. Though. Yeah, well, hey, listen, man, I, 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 I do a lot of dumb things, so I, it is what it is, but. When you're Kirk Cousins, you're not only representing yourself like it's just me snowboarding, but you're representing your city, you're representing your team, you're representing the Vikings organization. An organization that's paying you a lot of money. Exactly. And to stay healthy and not die. Exactly. And being the starting quarterback, that comes with privilege and it comes with double standards, right? We talk about this all the time. So I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I didn't like when he said this. I think it... Uh, it was insensitive towards his teammates because who knows, maybe some of his teammates in there don't share that same opinion. And maybe some of his teammates in there are going through something right now that nobody even knows about regarding COVID-19. So you should probably be a little more considerate. I don't care if you're the quarterback or not. Probably be a little more considerate for your teammates. If you want to find a silver lining, because you know me, Brent, I always try to find a silver lining out of everything. 
if you want to find a silver lining, it's apparent that Kirk Cousins does not believe in wearing a mask. He made that abundantly clear. So you, you know where he stands. Now, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to bring politics into this, but it's abundantly clear that Kirk Cousins does not believe in wearing a mask. Simple as that. The silver lining in that, though, is he doesn't believe in wearing a mask, but he's still wearing a mask. Now, you can say one or two things. Are you a sheep for doing it, or are you trying to make those around you feel comfortable? I'm going to go with the latter, and I'm going to say, you know what? Kirk Cousins wants to play football. He wants to make his teammates feel comfortable, so he chooses to wear a mask. He doesn't want to wear a mask. If he had it his way, he wouldn't wear the mask, but he is wearing the mask. And you know what? If you don't agree with it, sometimes society, that's all you can ask. Or maybe you want to make people feel more comfortable around you. And that's what Kirk Cousins is doing. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, listen, there's a lot of folks right now that uh, you might not want to wear a mask, but most likely if you go into a store, you have to wear a mask or they may say something. If you're in school right now and you're a kid and your family doesn't believe that you should wear a mask or have to wear a mask, well, if you're going to school, you have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are other options. You don't go into that store. You don't go to school. You go online and and learn. So there are other things to do. But the bottom line is if Kirk Cousins wants to play football, he's got to abide by the rules and protocols that the NFL and the NFLPA put in place Mm -hmm. to keep everybody around him healthy and himself healthy uh to to play ball Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it it seemed like a irresponsible dumb thing to say uh but it's more about what you do i guess at, at the moment and again i think it's worth repeating the nfl has done a marvelous job at this so far Again, we're about to see them travel now. They've all been in their own little city bubbles. They've not really been in their bubbles because players have been going home mm-hmm. and doing their thing, and they're really bought in. you got to give them a lot of credit for that, man. Uh, they are bought in because there's four players, I think, on the list, and that's it. And it had just one on the list most recently, but then another bout of tests came out, and there were four on the list. And uh, that's a that's a great success story. Over the next 10 days, it'll be a really interesting watch, really over the next two weeks. Leading into that first game on Thursday night, teams start to travel. They play that Friday, Saturday, Sunday where everybody's traveling and playing. That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after, critical time for the NFL, I would think. Mm -hmm. How's this going to play out? Who's on the list? How many are on the list? Does it become a bit of an epidemic again on top of the pandemic of what the Marlins and Cardinals kind of went through. And baseball continues to battle at times uh, with their travels and having to stop games or cancel games, postpone games, and then play doubleheaders and make them up. Football is not going to have that luxury. There's no doubleheaders in football. And maybe you could slide to a Monday, mm-hmm. but you're not really sliding much after that. You could potentially lose games. And then do they have enough players for some of these games. Yeah. How much does a team take a hit if they don't have enough of their good players? And it feels like a fourth preseason game for one team, but the other team's healthy. Yeah. And what do they do if a team seriously can't play a game uh, because of this coming up in September, October, and beyond? Do they then go to winning percentage, or is that a loss for teams? I yeah. mean, it's going to be a fascinating play. And what we've been able to see here, you know what's interesting to me? CBAs, right? You were part of that uh, lockout in in 11, and we just saw this one actually go through quicker than most people planned. I lost a house on that. (laughs) One of a couple. Yeah, I've lost a lot lately. Uh, But what's fascinated me is when you are having contract negotiations in a normal time period, it seemingly takes forever. It it can take over a year. It can take 18 months. Everybody gets, you know, until deadlines start happening. What's interesting about this is Major League Baseball, the NBA, even the NFL, they have amended stuff like, bam, 
on a dime, like mm-hmm. overnight. Mm-hmm. They basically said, okay, you want to do this? Good. Okay, we, we, we agree. Bam. We'll do it. Yeah. it. It shows you that you can get stuff done if leveraging is not part of the equation. Instead, working together to find the right solution is part of the equation. Well, it shows you can get stuff done when in such dire times, right, where it's almost like you're willing to reconcile a little bit just because of the environment right now. You know, I mean, the, the, the COVID-19 environment right now, it's not normal. And anytime you add a little bit of that chaos to the to the business of reconciliation, people have to give a little more ground. And I think it's what's happening right now with baseball or any kind of sport. Hey, uh, what do you think about the fans in the stands? The Jags are now just one of six teams across the league, I think. I think it's six teams that will have yeah. fans in the stands in week one. Are they – let me – it, should it be more uniform? Again, I don't yeah. believe there's a home field advantage. 17,000 people no. here at the, the bank and 17,000 people – uh, wherever, in Houston or, or wherever, is not making a home Listen, field advantage difference. I don't care how much fireball you guys drink in the parking lot before the game, <laughs> and, and I don't care how much you bring it. Like I don't think 17,000 people in a stadium chanting at the same time is going to make that that much of a drastic difference. Should the Jags reconsider, though? I mean, now they look more like an outlier. Yeah. When you have all the teams, I mean, Tennessee in Week 2 will not have fans. Uh, what, did Tampa just come out today and say it? Or, or was it Tampa? I forget. Somebody just came out to say it t- today, mm-hmm. but six teams are left. Yeah. So well, should the Jags reconsider? Uh, so uh, the Bucks announced that they're going to play first two home games without fans. Exactly. And there then go. go from there. I guess. So here, that's in the state of Florida. Yeah, state of Florida. That's Tampa. Yeah. So listen, from a money perspective, yes, you the one half fans in the stands. That's a no brainer. Duh. Let me ask you this, Brent. What do you gain? Because we've already established it doesn't really give you a competitive advantage. So what do you gain from having fans in the stands right now? Money. I just said that, though. I know, but I wanted to okay. punch that home. Punch it home. What else because do you gain? Because that's true. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, I think you gain you gain a little bit of goodwill with at least some of your fans. Fans that want to go. Fans that feel like they're going to something... Like, like, I really thought about trying to get tickets, not necessarily because I wanted to, I mean, I'm going to probably be there anyway, so this is a bad example, but my <laughs> fam, I, I always speak for really like Steph and the kids, yeah. like, hey, I wonder if we should try to do it. It's going to be socially distant. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of risks. There's going to be masks, but I wonder because, I, like, this is the way I think sometimes. We've had season tickets, I want to say, for five or six years. Kids have seen some cool games. They've seen some, a lot of bad games. But that's part of it. It's part of being a fan. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you almost should give the kids and the family a, the experience to say 25 years from now or 40 years from now on the front porch telling the story, man, you should have seen it. But in September of 2020, that pandemic, I went to the Jags game. You yeah, know, yeah. I think you live life to tell stories. And sure. so if it's a safe environment and it's almost historic to go to a game. Right now. So, yeah, I think there is that element of the fans that kind of appreciate that, that want that, that have the right to do that if they want to. And it's totally up to you if you want to do it. And so I I think there's a little element of goodwill to your fan base. Like, let's be honest, man. The Las Vegas Raiders, their fans have to be just ticked off. How much do they want to see that team in the stadium first year in Mm -hmm. Vegas? The Bucks fans now. They've got to be. T- they've got Tom freaking Brady, and they bought tickets to see him. Sure. And they can't go. Now listen, everybody's had to deal with stuff, 
But I just think the percentage of people that wanted to be there that that said that signed up for it. I think it means something to them to be there. So I think there's an element of goodwill. Uh, and as many people think they shouldn't have fans in there because of the pandemic, okay. I think there's those kind of people that say you just took another thing away from me in 2020. I probably should have prefaced this by saying it's a two-part question. That, okay. was, that, that was a good uh, one-part answer. That was a long one. Second part, what do you have to lose? Um, well, you obviously have, I mean... Well, first of all, I don't know if you have much to lose because I think I haven't gone seen the process completely, but I'm believing you're going on your own volition. Like, sure, you're not sitting there and saying if I got I don't think the Jags are going to be liable here. True. But let me ask you this. If people get sick, is it bad optics? Well, it certainly is. Yeah. So you have you, you can lose the optics battle, right? You, you could lose. Yeah. I mean, but so are the 65 people that sometimes pass out in 120 degree heat in a September game in Jacksonville. That's not great optics either. No, this is, I guess this is what I'm trying to say here. Is it worth being, I guess, I don't want to say even loyal. Is it worth showing good faith in your fans of 14,000? How many people can go to this, go to one of those games? Is it worth having that over facing possibly a monumental backlash if it doesn't go well? No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to wish on anybody. I hope. I hope the fans can go to the games. I hope the fans can cheer there in person. I hope they have a great time. But what I'm saying is, if there was something to fall through and there is a backlash, how is that going to look? I say this in a snarky way, but in an almost truthful way. Is there really anything more that can go wrong from an optics standpoint from the Jacksonville Jaguars? From a, I, I mean, it, it hasn't looked good. It doesn't look good right now. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's there's only way up, one way up. Or one way to go, and it seemingly is up. And listen, I think the Jags and other teams that are doing this are taking a similar risk as, say, the ACC, SEC, and Big 12. It's like, hey, we told you we could make this work. You know, just as much as people look at the negative side of it, the Jags have taken a ton of precaution here. They've thought this out. Uh, You know, I I think they understand a lot of things going on. Mark Lemping's a smart guy, and... I think they have spent a ton of money to make sure things are the way they need to be, should be, supposed to be. That's been checked by the NFL because the NFL shield is all over this as well. And that's been checked by CDC people and and local government officials. My point being, I don't think this is just a loose, hey, yeah, come if you want. Hope you don't get it. You know, and so I I think there's a lot of precautions in place. No, trust me, man. I'm sure every precaution will be taken care of. But obviously, I wouldn't be doing my job if I ain't questioned what would happen if it goes wrong. And it's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But but what I'm trying to say is, is it kind of good if it goes right? That's what the ACC, Big 12 and SEC are banking on. That's kind of what the Big Ten and Pac-12 put their eggs in a basket as well. And they're going to look bad if it goes right for the other three. Uh, and and I, it's a little different. I know it's not apples to apples, but my point being, it's like other fan bases. If it goes well here in Jacksonville, and and people got to see the game, are going to be like, what the heck? Like Tampa, what do you mean? What they did in Jacksonville worked fine. Yeah, no, nothing happened. Well, that's what I mean. That if other people do it and the Jags don't, people in Jacksonville are going to be like, what do you mean? They did it. Why can't we do it? Last question. Seeing how you are the, one of the only teams right now in the NFL that have opted to have fans in their stadium and seeing how Tampa Bay has chose to not have fans for the first two games and kind of go from there, have you essentially pigeonholed yourself now where you have to commit to this because it's too late? Where if you say all of a sudden, sorry, guys, we're not going to have fans in the stadium anymore now, and like a week before the Colts game, how is that going to look to the fan base? Uh, yes, you run that risk, uh, but I would say – there is 
everybody understands here in 20. I think people do understand this. You're using every bit of time to make decisions. You, It's subject to change is the best asterisk of 2020. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is if they find more evidence, they'll come out next Thursday and say, hey, listen, we've done a final check on this. Uh, we're not super comfortable, and we want to put the safety of the fans first, along with the safety of the workers in the stadium, the safety of everybody else. And if people want to, you know, complain and moan about that, well, that's up to them. But that's they've got a cover to do that. I, I don't. I, they can do that Saturday night. Now they wouldn't wait till that long, but I'm just saying they could do that all the way until the eleventh hour. In my opinion, uh, I I think. Listen, I mean, Tampa essentially just did it. I mean, Tampa announced today. Yeah. I mean, you're 11 days away. If you're a Tampa fan, you're thinking now they might not start at home. Tampa, I think they might have started in. Did they start in Vegas? No, they were playing uh, the Raiders later in the year. I don't, I don't know if Tampa was starting at home, so maybe there's a couple more weeks. But that's a pretty late decision by Tampa. A lot of other folks have already said what they were going to do. Heck, Seattle, who's known for their fans, have said what they were going to do. Tampa Bay opens up. At New Orleans. Okay, so they're not at home. And then their second game is at home. So they had a little bit more yeah. lead time yep. uh, in that respect. Because they're opening there. It's September 13th? Or not? No, 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 no. Are they open on September 10th against the Saints? No, is that no, the opening no. Game? I'm sorry. It's September 13th is their game. Okay. Yeah, That's so a Sunday night game probably, right? Sunday night game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so anyway, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I'm, listen, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm okay with the Jags doing it. I also am not like, wow, the Jags are taking a big gamble here. Uh, I mean, the Jag, if this thing works, the Jags are people going to look at the Jags and say, like, look what the Jags did. Yeah. I, I, I get your point. I think this is all subtle stuff. This is not headline kind of stuff. This doesn't change the, the look of your organization. Probably either way. Uh, no. I mean, there, could there be catastrophe in terms of outbreak and look what happened? I guess I'm trying to think of what could go wrong, given the social distancing, given the mask wearing, giving all that kind of stuff. I mean, how much could go wrong? I, I don't know in terms of an outbreak. I really think the what could go wrong part are people not following what they signed up to do in terms of wearing a mask, in terms of social distancing, and then complaining about it, like those videos we've seen on social media, and that going viral, and then being like, look what's happening in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, to me, could be the worst optic of all, because everybody be like, well, look what's happening in Jacksonville. It's a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. You know, That would be just another piece of the pie. Uh, but I think they're going to be all right here. Well, I, again, and I, and I hope so. I, I mean, they've spent a ton of money. Actually, I've seen a little bit of it when I gone to Jaguars All Access, they spent a ton of money to make sure. That's one thing that's probably not being talked about because it's a billion-dollar industry, and they make so much money anyway. I don't think they're trying to. So look what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I think the NFL has been pretty good about not promoting that. But if you go down and see what's being done, there's a lot of money being spent to make sure not only football players can play and games can be played, but also the people that have allowed fans in, they're doing it in a safe way. And I'm not against them, man. I mean, I think that if you got Jaguars fans out there that want to go to the game, man, sit in that heat and cheer their team on, more power to them. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, but Jags just one of six teams that are allowing them in, at least in the early part. Everybody's very... Uh, uh, it's tentative, you know, uh, the, it's going to vary a little bit, but even the Bucks said the first two games, right? Um, and then maybe they change it in October. Uh, we'll see what happens with all that. Hey, guess what? Look at this email coming in. This is an email. Did Ronan, what's Ronan's email? I'm not going to tell you why. What's up? Is someone got to complain about wrestling? Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday nights? Thank you very much. Read it right now. Read it right now. This I just did. Why oh, is WWE? That that's it. I that's mean, it? that's why I thought. I don't know. I mean, Rowan's only five. I don't know how many sentences he can make. Yeah, smart some, kid. Somebody but, might have proofread it for him. 
Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday nights? This is a nice email that I get usually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I saw it the other day. We had like a programming note that came across in our emails. Bet you did. And I'm like, up oh, here come Austin wait, and Ronan. So they're gonna come after me again. Wait, so this Friday, same thing. We got another game Friday night. <laughs> Austin's unless, out. Unless it's a 2000. And 12 Thursday night football game where we got beat by the Colts by like 20, and I had a sack against Andrew Luck, and then he called me an expletive word. Unless it's that game, you better go explain to my son why he can't watch Roman Reigns what do if, his thing. What if you this guys is ridiculous. picked like some throwback matches that you could watch, be like, look at what happened like 10 years ago, five yeah. years ago? Listen, they're showing it, but no. not until like twelve thirty at yeah, night. Yeah, it's past his bedtime, and I, yeah, I'll DVR, and then yeah, I'll watch it the next morning. I mean, but what's it's, the it's an difference? inconvenience. What's what? We, what do we got to watch an old game for? What game is it? Uh, Steelers two thousand seven, Garrard. Cool. What? Awesome. I get it. Big, big, huge game. I get it. Two thousand seven. My son wasn't even born yet. I was in high. I was just getting out of high school. Okay, still green behind the ears, as they say. And now I got to go back in time and watch this game instead of watching Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns prepare for. I think it's uh, Clash of Champions coming up pretty soon. Well, listen, if we wanted to just bump WWE by like a half hour or a few minutes, yeah, we should have just rolled your your highlight tape. Oh, 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 and there it is. And now Brent's playing ball. All of a sudden, Chapman throwing some high heat at me. Watch out for that suspension, Brent. Real quick, though. Watch out for that suspension, man. I'll, I will, I'll snitch on you so fast to corporate, you have no idea. And listen. Hey, while you're talking to them, can you ask yeah. him if I was fired? In yeah, this ask time? him about that 401k, man. Who's going through some things right now? Listen, it's I'm kind of at an awkward position, right? Because you guys are paying the bills, number one. Number two, I cover the Jaguars. I'm a Jaguars fan. So, obviously, I support the, the old school game. It's great and everything. <laughs> even though I didn't play. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Who cares what happened even, in 07? Even, even though I was still in high school, I might have been a Packer fan at the time. Regardless of that, though, and, and I mean this with all due respect here, but um, Fox 30 and CCBS 47, what, what are you guys doing, though? Hey, and I mean this with all due respect. What what are you guys doing? Because listen, SmackDown on Friday nights live, it's a pretty big show. In case you didn't notice, what is your viewership right now for these Jaguars games? You know, it actually hasn't been as high as I thought. They haven't done as well. But I'll say this: mm-hmm. I look at the wrestling numbers sometimes, and I thought the I thought the yeah. SmackDown numbers on Friday nights would be better than they are. What's well, because Roman Reigns just came back, Brent? No, I just thought they would be. Oh yeah, well I'm saying he just he came back two weeks ago. Uh, would you give it some time? Oh. By the way, there's no truth to the rumor that Tony Khan has paid for these classic oh, games to push WWE. <laughs> that, dude, hey, that was my very first thought. I'm like, ah, Tony, I see what guy. you're doing here. Yeah, and then you missed it. I saw it last night. Last night, Twitter was a buzz. They were like, Tony, tweeting yeah. right after a bad episode of what, NXT? Was yeah, it not NXT. a good episode? Yeah, it was iffy. Yeah. Um, you missed it, too. At training camp last week, they were playing a Roy Jones Jr. song. Um, his rap song he used to come out to during training camp, and all of a sudden they, they cut it out. And you know, Mike Tyson, all elite wrestling guy, Mike Tyson, friends of the Khan family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, there goes Tony Khan cutting out Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> the, the conspiracy is real, and nobody knew what I, uh, Marcel Robinson knew what I was talking about. He did? Nobody else knew what I was talking about. I right? wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. It is what it is. Hey, go pick Shout up Ronan, all right? I will, man. Thank you. It's time to go. Oh, I appreciate it. Wait till you hear what we say about you after. Yeah, well, wait, till I, hey, wait till I tell him that there's not going to be SmackDown. I, I, don't tell him. Night.
Can we get? A, I gotta have tell the tacos first. Okay. Can we get like a video reaction of you telling him? Yeah. Do you want me to do that? Do that. I mean, send me a message. Hey, do, get that dump button ready. <laughs> We're talking about Brett Martin now. And you know what you should do is you should like put like a. Uh, the circuit breakers, yeah, right, and the power so, goes out. <laughs> Who am I? Like the power goes out. Who am I, MacGyver? Light like the candles. That's a lot right? of work. Hey, that's a lot of work to me- me- to fix your mix-up. Sometimes you gotta lie your to the kids. About you, no, man. This ain't my fault. This is Brett Martino's problem, and now you gotta rectify it, and you gotta fix it. We love you, Ronan. Ronan, I'm coming to get you, bud. Ronan, take a nap at 8, wake up at midnight, and you can watch it on Fox 30. Smackdown. Oh, Mom's going to be so impressed. Don't, don't cut a commercial right now for that. You guys are messing it up. We'll be back on ESPN 690. I hate the Yankees. Austin Lane. And Tony Khan clap back. There you go, Coos. There's, there's your clap back for you. Clapped. So, it's a, just it's clap. a gamer thing. Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah. That, that'd be a good oh, gamer name. Oh, I'm using that tonight. Gamer name. Check your boy, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Brent Martineau. Yeah. You guys just had a moment. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hi, everybody. And a very pleasant good afternoon to you. This has been making his debut on social media, and it's nice to be welcomed. I'm delighted to see if I can serve you in any way, shape, or form. We might chat about a a famous date in baseball, or a player, or a team, and hopefully nothing controversial. This is strictly a meeting of friends having some fun talking about our favorite subject. So, pull up a chair and be ready to join me, hopefully, in the very near future as we start our careers together on social media. Is Vin Scully the oldest person to make his debut on social media? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Vin Scully on today. Ah, love the voice. I don't think he understands social media if he said it's not going to get political. I know. So people were joking a little bit, said uh, fast forward to two years from now and people who absolutely adore, obviously, Vin Scully yeah. uh, will be bashing Vin Scully for saying something. I think it was uh, Stan Van Gundy recently joined Twitter, like at the beginning of the summer, I think, or during the pandemic. And for the longest time, wasn't verified. Like it was weird, but he was he's gotten real into the politics and political tweets yeah i don't think vin will do that uh just talking some baseball interesting uh what an interesting idea at this stage of it he's been out now for a couple of years i believe and uh the legendary voice of the dodgers of course uh just that legendary voice in general uh jumping on and, and sharing some baseball moments as he says uh down the road and having some conversations so uh it'll be interesting to see what they do with social media for Vin Scully as he got on. I just asked this question, and really, we didn't even give it any thought. I just thought of it as I was typing up, what a day, because Vin Scully joins social media and we get to hear his voice. Uh, who else would you like to see join social media that isn't on it? Like, everybody's on it. Yeah, You I know, if, like if you've got, know. like, a favorite actor, right, if you've got a favorite musician, if you have a favorite athlete... They're on it. Are they actively on it? Maybe not. I mean, some guys during their playing careers. I mean, I think even I saw D.D. Westbrook say yesterday he's going to shut it down a little bit. So guys go on and off. But it's hard pressed to find a celebrity, someone of. I don't I don't think Bill Murray's on Twitter. He's not. I, at least a quick look doesn't show him. That's a good one. 
or anybody verified that. Like Adam Sandler is, right? So from a comedian point of view, yeah. Kevin Hart is. If, a, if Bill Murray's not, then that would be mine. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one if uh, if he's not. Uh, I think I've seen the Murray brothers, but that's probably their account, you know, or, or yeah. something related maybe even to the restaurant or or their golf tournaments or everything else, but maybe not just uh, Bill Murray. So I don't even I don't even have one. I, I asked the question, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, they, you, you can't find me somebody that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. He just joined or she just joined social media uh, today. By the way, anybody else getting uh, a lot of text messages lately from Nancy and Sarah and others? Are we all getting these political tweets? I think so. I've been getting them. I mean, texts? Yeah, yeah. Can we shut that off? Isn't there like a do not call list? I've just started Haven't we done a story on this on CBS 47 and Fox 30? <laughs> I've just started responding with unsubscribe. Can you just put that in? I, no, but everyone in our email chain uh, a week or two tried that with uh, an, uh, an all-staff email, so I figured I'll try it with a uh, blast text. <laughs> hey, Kuz, uh, do you have uh, Kevin Cash, the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, talking last night after the game? Let's listen in after a loss to the Yankees. But it's absolutely ridiculous. It was mishandled by uh, the Yankees. Uh, certainly the pitcher on the mound. It was mishandled by the umpires. They hit Joey Wendell intentionally in the first inning. It was clear as day. Chapman comes in. He throws three different balls up and in. I get it. They don't like being thrown up and in. But enough's enough. We we're talking about a 100-mile-an-hour fastball over a young man's head. It just it makes no sense. It's, it's, it's poor, poor judgment. Poor judgment. Poor coaching. It's just poor teaching what they're doing and what they're allowing to do. The chirping from the dugout. I, I mean, somebody would have to tell me, go pull the numbers. Who's hit who more? Uh, but I can assure you, other than the three years ago, there hasn't been one pitch thrown with intent from any of our guys, period. Somebody's got to be accountable. And the last thing I'll say on it is I got a whole damn stable full of guys that throw 98 miles an hour, period. Well, everybody's got those guys that throw that fast now, and, and you can really hurt somebody, throw up around the head. Araldis Chapman obviously has been a flamethrower for many, many years, and he just buzzed the tower of the the Rays hitter last night, Michael Brousseau, and it was close, man. They slow-mo that thing down. I mean, first of all, you see it at 101 miles an hour, whatever it is, and then you see it in slow-mo, and you're like, my goodness. I mean, we, we've seen the numbers before. The reaction time to hit a baseball in general is not much. One coming at your head, there's nowhere to go. I mean, it, it's just, I don't think your brain can react quick enough, and that thing just sailed over his dome, uh, if you will. Today, Araldis Chapman suspended three games. Aaron Boone and Kevin Cash suspended one game. It's interesting Cash got suspended. And because of the comments? I think probably more so, uh, yeah. Boone says this, I don't think I should be sitting out tonight nor Chappie, but I do respect the process. I didn't know if Chapman was appealing. So uh, the other thing is, uh, I think Joey Wendell... Uh, who was hit yesterday in the first at bat. That's who Cash was referring to for the Rays. And he said that uh, the 
Rays met today and Cash basically said, listen, we're not going to carry this on. This is because what happens a lot in Major League Baseball is they do it and then you do it. And then everybody got warned anyway. And and you're, you're going to get ejected, but it doesn't matter. You still get ejected and suspended. And the Rays are basically saying the, the manager of the Rays, Kevin Cash, they said, listen, no more. We're not doing this. We're, we're in first place. We have a three and a half game lead. We're we're not getting caught up with this, and and almost to a cash kind of has to do that and say that to his team. Now you never know what the team will do anyway. Although Wendell says they've agreed to not do anything, <laughs> but you never know. DJ Lemayhew coming to the plate the first time tonight. I'd be a little skittish uh, going up there, but. You have to wonder what the team will do at some point in retaliation. But if you're cash and you're calling out the Yankees, you got to be really careful to do something tonight and in the near future uh, because you're trying to squash it. Uh, overall, I saw some of the writers that cover the Rays because Cash had said, hey, they no doubt have hit us more than we've hit them the last couple of years. And since 2018, the number was, I think, 19 for the Yankees and 14 for the Rays in terms of who uh, they, uh, how many hit by pitches? Now, how many were intentional? How many were up around a guy's head? How many brush back pitches there were on top of that? Somebody would really have to deep dive. But it's just fascinating with all these guys throwing so hard. And, and listen, I don't know what the heck the difference is between 94 and, and 100. Yeah, I know it's six, but I don't really know the diff. It just seems like 99, 100, 101 is, is just this different category where if you're going to get that's going to hurt anyway, and to even mess around with anything above the shoulders, it, it's just irresponsible um, in that regard. So the Yankees will lose Chapman for a few games. What's wild about this story to me, and and I'll reiterate what I said earlier because uh, someone on social media brought it up and said, hey, I thought you didn't mind the hit-by-pitch stuff, and I don't. I really don't. I don't mind baseball policing itself. I don't mind getting hit, uh, people hitting other uh, people, <laughs> people hitting other people, pitchers hitting batters uh, with pitches. I don't mind that in, in situations. Uh, it's been going on in baseball for a long, long time. Uh, it probably does get carried away at times. And the game polices itself. And now that's even changing over the last handful of years because now the bat flips and the flare and, and the, the kind of the drama involved, the personality is prevalent. And I don't mind that, quite frankly. But the old school guys still do mind it to a degree. You get hit by a pitch for a variety of reasons. The Houston Astros are getting hit by pitches this year because they cheated and teams are mad about it. So I don't mind that. But I want to be crystal clear. I've never advised or said I'm okay with hitting a guy in the head. Uh, there's there's a lot of body there to hit. Thigh, hip, ribs, in the back, whatever it is, uh, where you don't have to even get close to the head. And if you're going to do that, you better have control and command because you can end careers and maybe even worse uh, with throwing at a guy's head. The other fascinating part to me is this Yankees and Rays thing. I mean, they're the Tampa Bay Rays. Ty likes them. They've got a, a little bit of a fan base. They've been very good the last few years, and at times in their history, they've been good. But they're the Rays. This isn't Yankees-Red Sox. This isn't Dodgers-Giants. This isn't Cubs-Cardinals. It's the Rays. And the Rays and the Yankees right now absolutely hate each other, which I think is wild uh and they're outspoken about hating each other 
which is pretty fascinating right now in the sport. And worth noting, and I kind of like it, that the Rays are three and a half games up on the Yankees. Uh, and the Rays have had the Yankees number all year long. I think that was the first time last night, actually, that the Rays had lost in Yankee Stadium uh, this season. And I think they've only lost twice now. So they might be, I want to say they've won seven out of the nine games against the Yankees. I might be a little off there. But uh, the Yankees and, and Rays are battling it out. I was trying to find, because Baltimore's played okay, the White Sox and the Indians are having a good run in the Central. The Twins are right there, of course. The A's and the Astros are right there. I'm trying to find a team that can knock the Yankees out of the playoffs because, remember, it's expanded playoffs. Uh, it can't happen. The Yankees are going to make the playoffs. But they might not win that division. The Rays are really good, and they've ended up with a lot of people on the uh, DL, and they're still pretty good. Uh, that's fun baseball right now to watch, uh, even if it is the Rays and the Yankees as bitter rivals. Who would have thought that? That's what I'm typing up right now. Who would have thought that? Uh, that's baseball talk. Big story today out of uh, Athens is uh, Jamie Newman, and he is opting out of the 2020 college football season. Georgia Bulldogs quarterback transferred over a grad transfer from Wake Forest, expected to do big things for Georgia, made them a favorite in the SEC East. Newman, projected by, I think, Todd McShay to be like the sixth overall quarterback, projected by others to go later in the first round. It's probably the second round. So he's an NFL prospect, and he's saying, I'm opting out to work on getting ready for the NFL draft. He's not going to put up with this 2020 season. Uh, what if it stops? What does it look like? What if there are outbreaks? Uh, due to COVID-19, he's opting out, not going to play uh, in Athens. JT Daniels is on that roster, transfer over from USC, eligible to play, but not cleared to play because of a torn ACL he's coming off at USC. So really interesting development in the SEC today. That's really the big sports story here in the Southeast as Georgia loses its starting quarterback and now has to find another one. And the most likely find is a guy who hasn't been cleared from an ACL. And that could shift the balance of power in college football in the SEC East, in the SEC, because Georgia is certainly expected to uh, win the East until Florida can knock them off. And some people think Florida could knock them off even with Newman. Uh, let's not make Newman out to be, heck, even Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, or Trevor Lawrence. But Georgia has been king of the East for the last few years, and until, and my opinion is, until Florida can beat them, I'm going to go with that assumption. But now this really does change things. Florida has high hopes. Florida thinks they're good. They have Kyle Trask coming back. They know what they have. They think they're ready to take the next step. And now this Newman news has got to be a little bit of hopping hopping their step in Gainesville. Still 25 days away from the season starting. Heck, still months away from Georgia and Florida playing here in Jacksonville. But uh, it is... Big news on the college football front. And got to remind you, too, it's not just like a Florida and Georgia thing. It's an SEC thing, but also a national landscape thing. Because Georgia, starting in the polls, I think uh, in the fourth, I think they were, uh, right behind Alabama. And so this could really change some of uh, the outlook on, on that as well uh, in college football from a national Final Four uh, look. Jamie Newman opting out. Big story. Uh, here in college football, here in the Southeast, how it impacts the SEC, how it impacts uh, the Florida Gators. NFL-wise, Leonard Fournette still looking for a team. The New England Patriots are rumored 
to have taken a look. Chicago rumored to have taken a look. What about Tampa? What about Seattle? What about other teams? Everybody seems to be poking and prodding here, vetting Leonard Fournette. You know they have to be curious. Why did the Jags do this? This is what everybody asked. It's what we spent the last two days talking about. Well, now NFL execs, coaching staffs, are asking the same thing. What are we missing here? Why did they just let this guy go? And Mike Clay, who we had on, brought up a good point and something we talked about in the early part of the show. When we asked, where does Leonard Fournette land? If you look around the NFL, people are pretty satisfied with their running back rooms. They're invested in their running backs. They've got guys or stable of guys that they're ready to lean on. Can Fournette knock any of those guys out? Is he worth bringing in for that if you're not going to give him the rock 20 times a game? So as we sit here on a Wednesday evening, Leonard Fournette still uh, does not have a new home. We'll keep our eye on that. Hey, did you see David Blaine uh, flew across the desert, Coos, holding a helium balloon? He pulled it up. Huh? The Disney movie Up? <laughs> he pulled it up. That's right. I didn't like think that was actually a thing we, like we could do. Would you do that? No. If you knew that you couldn't, like, if you, if they would just have a like a safety net, would you even try it anyway with a I safety would, net? I wouldn't even get it. I won't even get in a hot air balloon. You know, I almost did years ago. We went. Oh. We got fogged out. It canceled it, Oof. and so we never went. And we still have it. Steph and I were I, going to do it like I'm tech, uh way back 15, 16 years ago. I wouldn't do it. I've, I've gone skydiving. I fly all the time. I'm not getting in a, in a you basket. You have gone skydiving? Yeah, skydiving. down in Palaka. I mean, what's the difference between getting in a basket and a balloon and skydiving? I mean, if you do that, you should do the other. Fire and balloon and basket, like it doesn't work in my mind. Hey, first and 10 training camp coming up uh, tonight, 11.15 on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Austin left the show because we're delaying wrestling on Friday night, so he didn't come in for the final segment. Hopefully be here tomorrow. Or because I said we could just delay it a couple of minutes because of his highlight reel. I don't know which reason. Maybe it's just to go pick up Ronan. What's up, Ronan? Maybe he's in the car. First and 10 training camp coming up tonight, CBS 47, Fox 30. We got Jaguars All Access tomorrow. And coming up next, it's Live Local Loud. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening on ESPN 690. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.